and welcome everyone to another new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And Craig is coming to us live from Skype, and the connection seems really good. Yeah, so. we, we might have we might have fixed our internet metallic sounding horrible audio issue that we had last time. Although I don't know, I I skimmed through the episode last time. I didn't think it was horrible. No, it, it definitely wasn't horrible. It was just one of those things where all of a sudden you make a, a actual point that was good, which is normal for you. <laughs> but it would go. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, I know that was good, right? Uh, and then it would just robotic voice throughout yeah. the whole thing, and I'm just like, no, Craig had something to say, and it, yeah. So what, one of the things I have noticed and listen to other podcasts where they do the Skype thing is there's this weird metallic like robot sounding voice that's kind of like hangs out in the background. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It seems to be there on like all the podcasts that I'm listening to where they're doing audio calls. So, yeah, I guess it's just something that comes with the technology. I mean, there might be some program we can like purchase that would make things better. But at least for right now, this works. That It does. It does. And going in conference rooms and trying to finish a whole podcast and not get interrupted was a little tough. So this is that a little, was. Yeah, this is this definitely, is definitely better. a better situation. I agree. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what we uh what we started last week was we started part 1 of our favorite albums of all time. Now I'm not sure do you want to go do you have any news? Do you have anything you want to go over first before diving right back in? Uh no, there isn't there isn't anything I want to update. I'm ready to get back into it. All right, well, I'd say we go ahead. Yeah. Here. yeah, we'll talk about um, some concert updates and some other stuff at the end of the show. So let's start with you, Craig. Let's go right back in. Uh, sure. And what do you got going first? Sure. So last week I kind of focused on, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of them were, were for the most part, newer bands uh, that had come up. But I, I just actually tweeted this out a little bit ago, and I wanted to dive back into the archives here. But uh, as I was going through my music library, thinking about, albums that I love and that really made an impact on me. Uh, Norma Jean came up and oh, sure. Norma Jean, Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child and Oh God, The Aftermath um, with Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child being probably my favorite of those two. Um, so I, I actually tweeted out Memphis will be laid to waste earlier on our page. So if people want to go back and, you know, have a little throwback Thursday moment, should go back and listen to that song. Oh, but, yeah. Just kind of looking here, it looks like uh, that album actually came out in 2002 on Solid State. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, so just a great album. I mean, musically, very interesting to listen to. Just, uh, I mean, we're talking about this album, we're calling it, you know, our masterpiece albums <laughs> list. And right, right like as, as far as a work of art goes, I think if you listen to kind of any Norma Jean stuff, it's definitely going to be very interesting to listen to. And, that that song Memphis will be laid to waste has just a great breakdown in it um, right at the end with some, you know, really uh, classic lyrics. Um, same thing with I used to hate cell phones, but now I hate car accidents. Another great song kind of they go into this really kind of strange rhythm at the end where it's um, trying to think of even how to describe it. It's it's more poppy, I guess, but sure. it's like yeah, this, yeah. it's th still this breakdown. Um, and then if you listen to Oh God, The Aftermath uh, and the track Disconnect I, The Faithful Vampire, a great song. I think that song's like 10 or 15 minutes long. And for the bulk of it, they're really kind of just doing this slow trod through, the, you know, kind of a jam session almost, if you will. Right. And it's just, I, I mean, just a fantastic song. Both these albums are, are really kind of works of art, in my opinion. Um, 
really kind of pushing the limits of what you can do in the genre. Um, really innovative for the time. And then uh, we'll get into the uh, the chariot in a little bit because they also made my list. But I don't right. think you know you can uh, you can talk about Norma Jean and the chariot kind of separately, especially with the the vocalist Josh Scogan being in in both bands. I think after Oh God the Aftermath, I believe he left Norma Jean to go yeah. be in the chariot. Right, right, right. Um, he had, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. He has a uh, he has that great that great scream. I know you don't normally go for the vocals as much. He's got That's a scream. Right. If I'm not mistaken. His scream is the way he screams songs is similar to from Autumn to Ashes, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a good point, and you made that point about me not listening to vocals. So I'm really in my head. I'm having a hard time. Oh right, right. I could comparing. be wrong. That's what I've always thought, but I could yeah. be wrong because it has been a while. So, but you're you're completely right though. He has this really distinctive scream, and you know he uses that scream in his vocals as another instrument, and much the way a traditional vocalist would, where they're they're using the melody. But he uses his scream to push the heaviness and what the band is doing, and kind of that like, you know, again, it's an art form almost. Oh yeah, so when, for sure. When you're listening to Norma Jean and the Chariot, and we can talk about the Chariot in a little bit here, but. You know, again, digging through my library, I you know came across Norma Jean. I'm like, I haven't listened to this stuff in forever, and just great albums. So, and I think I think this album was where I stopped with Norma Jean. I don't Which, think with with, with oh, God. oh God, yeah, I don't think I went on much further with them. I think yeah. I came back at some point, but this was the album that got me, and then I kind of fell off. Sure, sure. And I'm trying to pull up their discography here just to see. So it was Redeemer after that, the Anti Mother. Mary O'Donnell and then Wrongdoers. Um, Redeemer and Anti Mother were still in solid state, it looks like, and then they went to Razor and Tie yeah. for the, the last two, with the Wrongdoers being released in 2013. Um, but you're right; they kind of uh, with Redeemer, they they definitely went in a little bit of a different direction. They actually started singing a little bit on that album, which is actually surprising. It it might be worth yeah, you <laughs> as someone who doesn't like the street screaming to kind of revisit that. Yeah, I think I might have before. It's just not coming up in my library, so I'm not sure what happened. Maybe I had it on, and this will make some people laugh, maybe I had it on my Zune, and I lost it. Um, a Zune? What's a Zune? Uh, well, you know me and Apple products, so. That's... <laughs> I know. <laughs> it wasn't, that wasn't a slate at Microsoft either. Oh, no, I believe me, and I would never stick up for anyone that I don't have to. But, yeah, no, it was, sure. just, it was just one of those things, I think, I think some music died in my like my terabytes of of music, but it happens sometimes. That's right, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's Norma Jean. Definitely go check out those two albums. I updated uh, the Spotify playlist earlier this week with all of these new albums. So if you want to listen again to anything that we've we've uh, put up here, we're talking about in this episode, you can check them out on our Spotify playlist, and you get to them through the website. And what's great is I know for a fact people are listening to. And oh, I'm yeah? getting, yeah, I'm actually getting feedback from people saying that this show has helped them find new bands. And that's, that's excellent. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Like, I'm so happy about that. So, and I love that you uh, posted this on Twitter as well because that also helps with people because I haven't thought of Norma Jean for a while. So yeah. it's good. Now I can go and dive back into their stuff too. So I'm happy about that. And like I said, it's, it's appropriate we're doing this episode on a Thursday because that's what I hashtagged it. Throwback Thursday, right? Like, I mean, this album, Bless the Mario Kiss Child, came, back in, came out in 2002. So we have four, we're talking 14 years ago, like to, oh, to date ourselves here. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this, Craig, and just, uh, just a little off topic. But sure. I didn't even know you knew how to hashtag. So did your wife help you with that? Well, I actually came out and asked her, I said, uh, just for reference, 
TBT is throwback Thursday, yes. right? Like, I had to verify. I, I don't know. Honestly, I was just winging it. You're right. I'm, I'm showing my age here. I don't know how to hashtag. I don't no. know how to tweet at people. I'm just figuring it out. It wasn't quite as hard as I thought it was. It was pretty right. straightforward. No, I'm learning too, but that was just funny. I didn't even know you knew what throwback Thursday was. So that's, that's I figured I'd give it a shot, right? No, I think you did a good job. Excellent. Thanks. Now, do you want to go right to the chariot now, or do you want to Which- take a break? from that yeah let's we could talk about the chariot now i think it's the same vocalist and everything so yeah that's great i think it's a great it's a great segue to uh go into the chariot now so let me just pull up you know what uh what i have on the chariot here but it looks like they were formed basically a year after bless the martyr came out so he might have been splitting his time it's unclear um between uh between norma jean and the chariot you know but if you Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm reading here too, and I, I, you know, we've talked about many, many times about what genre these bands go into, but I forgot that this band is labeled under mathcore. Yeah, I could see it as mathcore. Like again, like I have, I have my own terms for genres, and I think you know, again, we definitely need to do an episode where we talk about genres and like what bands fall into what genre and what constitutes what is mathcore, right? Like I think that's a great discussion to have. Absolutely. But, I, you know, for me, I always like to term this artsy hardcore because, again, it's. I think they're doing it more. It's an art form. It's it's music. It's heavy, but they're doing it almost. It's it's it is a work of art. If you listen to it, yeah. they're doing all of these things that are non-conventional. It's complex it's, for for sure. It's absolutely complex, and yeah. you'll probably see that in a couple, definitely in a couple of the other bands that have made it here into my masterpiece albums. Um, but the Chariot, if you listen to. The debut album, which was also on uh, on Solid State, it looks like, um, was uh, everything is alive, everything is breathing, nothing is dead, nothing is bleeding. Okay, <laughs> that album, from the moment it starts off, it had me hooked because you just hear the guitars come in and they're not even playing anything. The distortion is so high, the gain is so high on their amps, it's just straight feedback. Every time they stop playing on the guitars, they get feedback from their amps. It's incredible to listen to. And then the drums come in, and it's just this driving double bass beat. On And again, this is just the opening track right, right, uh, right. Of, yeah. of this album. And I mean, you, you were saying about Josh Scogan, his distinctive scream. That really comes through so much on this. And, and they really push the limits. The only way I can think to describe this album is raw. It's just a completely raw album where they throw everything they have at it and what I really like about the Chariot is they're not afraid to like bring in all of these other kinds of instruments and vocals. They routinely on all of their albums use choirs. Oh right, right, yeah. So like, yeah, you'll you'll hear the albums and they'll use choirs. They'll routinely use strings on their album. They'll routinely go into like these like talking vocal, weirdly manipulated sounds. Uh, uh, you know, people talking. Um, definitely at the end of the one song, I'm remembering. Uh, they they have just like it sounds like a a man or a woman talking and it's really just, um, really just you know, crazy. No, um, and, and you I know you connect specifically to a lot of that kind of stuff and that's unfortunately where I get a little lost because sure. we'll put this on and we'll listen and I'll bob my head and I'll be like oh that's interesting that's interesting but this type of music is definitely something that I don't normally put on to just like relax too it's not something that i think oh i'm listening for that certain distortion or a certain way that their amps are feeding you know what i mean that's not yeah, normally yeah, what course. i'm looking for so this band is very unknown to me yeah so so definitely i i completely agree with you there it, it definitely takes some 
some getting used to. It's it's definitely it's an acquired taste. I think I would say it's, that's a good way to put it. You know, you have to you have to go in again. You have to go in almost like you would go to a, you know an art museum, and you have to look at a piece of art, and you have to kind of take it in, and you know wh- what is it? It's not going to be something that's like you know out there where it's like. I, I don't know. It's it's not going to be more generic. It's yeah. definitely not generic at all. No, and I think um, I think that's the that's the point that you're trying to make. Is yeah, they are trying for not only are they trying for their vocals and they're trying to hit you with their lyrics and everything, but they're also hitting you with the style of play that they're going with as well. And oh, sure. They are definitely going to be ambient as well as the rock. And they're going to make whatever t- twists and turns they want in their music style because they're only playing what they care about. Sure, sure. And I think, right, if you go to Everything is Alive, Everything is Breathing and listen to And Then Came Then, that's the song title. It's the fifth track on the album there. Fantastic song. Well, Absolutely fantastic song. See, this is why I like doing this podcast as well is because I, I don't look at your list. You know, we have, our, we have our way that we put all our files together and then we're able to look. But I don't look at it. First, because I do want to be surprised, and then I want to look up this stuff later. Sure, sure, absolutely, and it's the same way with you. I mean, like we we talk about this stuff all the time, and there's so many bands that you know you've turned me onto that I've gone and listened to um, be, between this podcast and just our discussions that we have all the time. And hopefully, like you mentioned, that's what people are getting out of this. They're they're going and finding new music or diving back into old music and finding that they really love it. And it gives us an outlet to actually talk about things that we enjoy. It does. <laughs> so instead, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's something good. So do you have anything else to say? Because I, unfortunately, I can't add much to this because I think I've seen, did they do some live stuff before as well? Um, I, I mean, I'm sure they toured back in like the, the mid to late 2000s. They probably were, were around both of okay. these bands. Yeah, um, I wonder if I... The Chariot, I don't think is any, is together anymore. I think they broke up right. in... in 2013. Um, I don't know if Norma Jean's actually putting out any more stuff either. I wonder. I know I've seen Norma Jean a long, long time ago, but yeah, I sure. wasn't sure. I, I'm I'm fairly certain I never saw the Chariot. Sure, sure. So so now that I've commandeered the first quarter of the episode <laughs> here talking about my two bands, I'm gonna throw it back to you, and you can uh, you know spend the next ten or fifteen minutes going oh, no, through no. some of your favorite ones. Believe me, no, I think no. I got my lines. I think I got my lines out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, we'll okay. We'll we will switch. We will switch gears uh, for a second here, and I've got a, a band that I've got two albums for, and that's Alisana. And as Craig knows, I I put these guys very very high on my list of amazing musicians and people that I talk about a lot. Uh, seen them many many times live in concert, and it's always an amazing show. They, I it's hard to explain what they've done in their careers because they've transcended a lot of genres and they're one of those bands where like you had mentioned having a chorus in the background and having a choir and orchestra they've done that they've put out a whole album where it's just the instrumentals of their you know of their actual album uh and man i just i've got nothing i've got nothing but good praise for them like i'm really hoping they're not breaking up right now that's uh, <laughs> they all have side projects. They all have um, I believe they started the recording company, uh, Revival Recordings. So, okay. Um, but I'll go. I'll just talk about the two albums right now. Uh, the first one is um, on Frail Wings of Vanity and Wax. That was their first full length debut album. Uh, that was an amazing first record. I still remember the first time I saw it. I was actually doing radio in Boston, 
and found the album. It was just one of those ones out there, free for the DJs, whatever, to take. And I saw it, and I fell in love from the first listen. And my favorite song on that is Congratulations, I Hate You. And it just it hit me at the right time in my life. Uh, and I just I went from there. Now, I know, uh, Craig, you're not a huge fan of them. And it's yeah. mostly because of the it's mostly because of their now they have two singers. They have two singers. Yeah. They have a higher singer who also does higher screams, and then they have the low growl uh singer as well. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I do remember, you know, I had this album, it would come up in my my playlist all the time. Um and you know, it, it's not that I don't like them, it's probably that I've just moved away from this kind of music. They're, they kind of fall into that. Again, we're talking about genres here, but if you want to classify them, they tend to be the more typical screamo where you have the really high vocalist with with the screaming that goes along with it. Um, less breakdown, more melody-driven uh, music. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they tend to do some concept albums. Oh, too. yeah. Pretty much, I think every album is a concept album. So okay. this one, the second one, and I'm going to talk about the third one in a bit. That was their major sure. one. But yeah, they do... It's it's rarely singing like I think congratulations I hate you is probably the closest thing you can see to a talking about a girl like a breakup kind of thing but yeah. most of it is in the vein of a concept album. Okay. Yeah, so really I think it's just I've moved away from it just because I don't typically listen to that genre of music anymore. Uh there was a time where you know I did I listened to a lot of this stuff and you know, we dove back into it recently. I remember talking and we were, you know, we talked about a static lullaby and a beautiful mistake and all of these oh, other sure. like old school screamo bands that we kind of went down the hole there when we were talking about Emery oh, yeah. uh, a little while ago. So, uh, you know, it kind of falls into that vein. I, I think the other thing that that dissuades me from it is, you know, his voice is just really, really high. And anymore for me, that is just it's really hard to listen to anymore. And I say that as somebody who likes a Skylet Drive. Yeah, so, that's what surprises me a lot on that one. I know, I know, because right, like if you're talking about vocalists with really high voices, the guy from a Skylet Drive has one of the highest. But same with Sayasin. Yeah, the the guy uh, with um, We Came as Romans as well. The guy with We Came as Romans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do have they do have high voices. I don't, you know, maybe there's something else underlying here about Alasana that I really just can't put my finger on, but. It's completely possible. I mean, and that's the thing. It's all everyone's got their own preferences and everything. What I what got me to besides how well they do live, and I do I I do like the high voice singer. I think his name is uh, Sean something, Mike Sean or something like that. Um, okay. They've always been really cool to the fans. They've always uh, you know done great shows. But then they have got three guitarists as well, which I oh, always wow. enjoyed. Uh, they. You know, bringing in the music aspect to it, I think they're ridiculously talented. The sure, yeah, especially for you know a lot of people put down screamo metalcore bands for doing the same type of chugging riffs and all that kind of stuff. I've never gotten that from Alisana. Uh, no, they, that's yeah. that's not going to be what you're going to get from Alisana. Like I said, it's going to be much more melody driven, much more song driven, and, and less less breakdowns. Yeah, but for sure. Still with that heaviness that you would expect from the genre, from the screamo metalcore, you're still going to get that heaviness, the screaming, but in a totally different way, packaged differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll finish off with Alisana for the other album on my list, which is The Emptiness. This is actually their third album, and if anyone hasn't heard it. Uh, you haven't gotten there yet, whatever it happens to be, just listen to the last, the final track on the album. It's called Annabelle. It's like seven to eight minutes long with no filler. And it just, 
grabs you right away. It, really? Yeah, it's one of those. I, no, I'm, I, oh, I yeah. fell off. I, you, you were saying about people who fell off with Alessana, and I fell off after uh, Frail Wings. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I went past that with them. The, so yeah. this is something that I need to dig into a little bit. The emptiness, yeah. There's no intro. There's no nothing. It is just right into the bare bones of it because this is the ending to the story of the album. And okay. the whole story is that uh, a guy wakes up uh, and his his fiance, his lover, is, is missing and he believes her to be murdered. And he goes around basically looking for her murderer. But it turns out he's so psycho crazy that he was the one who was actually the murderer and she ends up having to deal with him. So she's actually the heroine of the story. And yeah, basically has to put him back into his own mind by, you know, getting back to him. And That's interesting. Yeah. So when did this album come out? Because so This album was, I want to say... 2008 2009 let me just check uh i've got it up i just wasn't looking at it because this is one of those things where i could do the whole album it's actually 2010 2010 yeah so what's really funny about this is this sounds very much like uh boys night out train wreck oh I yeah mean, yeah train wreck came out in that was much earlier though. that was 2005 yeah it was five years earlier but right like train wreck is the same exact story where a guy wakes up and his wife's been murdered and he comes to realize that he was the one who murdered her in his sleep and she's the one who has to basically talk him down but in the end he ends up killing himself oh uh, okay so yeah there are uh, believe me and i left out a bunch of twists and turns because i didn't want to give away the whole story but uh, you're sure. right this this at least starts out the same but definitely doesn't end that way because this is also a trilogy Sure. So this sure. is part of their tr- is yeah. just its own thing, you know, definitely a concept album. And that's an interesting band to bring up, too, because um, yeah. I think they had said they might be starting something new as well, possibly really? having another album coming out. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Um, you're right. I, I always liked Boys Night Out um, from, you know, they put out that first album, which was more pop punk, make yourself sick on oh, yeah. Fer- Ferret Records, like old school, right? That uh, uh, what what was the chorus on that? Uh, I got punched in the nose for stick, or I got punched in the face for sticking my nose in in someone else's business. Yeah, I got punched in the nose for sticking my face in other people's. Business. Yeah, there we go, there we go. That yeah. chorus where he's drag uh drag my cart, drag my corpse to the city. Just I, I love that song. Yeah, so I I, I I could quote that whole thing, but yeah. Yeah, and that's a great album. And then they did that. They did Trainwreck, which was a concept album, which I believe was pretty heavily inspired by The Wall by Pink Floyd. Um, oh, that makes sense. They did, yeah, they did a lot of, you know, listening to that on, on old school Ferret Records, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. I don't even know if Ferret Records is still even in Ooh, existence anymore. I would be surprised. I haven't heard yeah. them for a while. Yeah, so I don't know. They might have gotten scooped up by some other, you know, um, yeah, it says it's December 2015. It has the website hasn't been updated in over six years. Yeah, they said something on Twitter or something. I don't know, but I mean, I'm going to talk about another band later who recently said they were going to come back and then not at all. So yeah, yeah, that, exactly. That so, yeah, Twitter's a powerful place. So yeah, anyways, Alisana, I do, I do love them. All their stuff. Uh, that Revival Records is uh, is signing a lot of bands now. I mean, they have Famous Last Words on there. They have The Funeral Portrait. I think, uh, oh, um, Magosh or Magosh, however you want to say that. But okay, I'm not they're, yeah, that band. They're, they're based out in North Carolina where Alisana is from. 
that's their okay. that's their hometown hangout place and it seems like they're moving in a good direction i'm just hoping that they're not done as a band which yeah. is always because they actually revival is putting out a all acoustic album with like okay. all their bands on there and alisana made a new song and the song is very uh i don't know how do you foreshadow that you're breaking up like this is basically the whole song is like i i, I it, they're basically saying we've only known each other and you know don't say goodbye this way and all this stuff and i'm like oh shit like don't <laughs> don't do this don't don't leave me alone here i need more alisana records so anyways but if anyone can all their albums are great but i just for my for my all time front to back listen anytime a song comes on uh, i go with their first and their third so you know do yourself a favor pick it up see if you enjoy it sure all right you want to so, go to the next one yeah so i think uh you know a next good band to talk about here would be a band that is actually on both of our lists uh, we're just oh. talking about ferret records sure. so let's talk about from autumn to ashes yes. all right Sounds I, great. I i think you know this is this is a great band to talk about on on my list was the fiction we live which was their second album second actually album. that yep. came out after too bad you're beautiful yep um so I, I think this is a great album. This was actually, you know, again, this was very early on when I was just starting to get into hardcore, metalcore, this whole genre here. I got into From Autumn to Ashes, and uh, they were along with those other bands like Atrey You and Alexis on Fire and As I Lay Dying and these these early bands that I listened to. Um, but uh, it looks like it uh, it came out in 2003. So again, same yeah. right around that, that same time here. And... You know, I just think this is a great album. Uh, it was really interesting to hear uh, a band where the drummer actually did the clean vocals and their lead vocalist only did the unclean vocals. Right. Uh, I, I found that really interesting. Uh, this was a time where, again, when I was really getting into this music, what drew me to it, which is interesting because Alexis on Fire doesn't have a lot of this, but what really drew me to this was the drums and the double bass and you know from one of the ashes in in all of their songs had some really heavy drums really driving uh you know double bass beats oh yeah i think as far as my you know must listen to tracks on here they were the ones that were um on any of the uh, demo cds that you would get back in the day so like if you would get these compilation cds oh, from yeah, yeah. you know your warp tour cds or whatever um, so Lilacs and Lolita and Milligram Smile are definitely great songs to go listen to, worth checking out. Um, all of the From Autumn to Ashes stuff, even you know their newer stuff, is great. And you'll probably you're going to hit on that in a, in a minute here yep. with your your top album from From Autumn to Ashes. But um, yeah, all of their stuff has been fantastic. They do really well by going through the heavy stuff, but are able to transition and do some of these slower songs where it's it's a lot more guitar work. The the tempo's taken down a little bit. It's a little bit slower. There's a lot more singing in there. Um, sometimes they bring in some female vocals uh, every now and then, um, and a couple of their songs, I believe. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I and I'm I'm blanking on the name right now, but I think it's yeah. off that album, the one where it was the dual vocals between With them. The, yeah, that was I love that song. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one I, I for the life of me, I can't think of the name of it. I right can't now. either. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, I'm, again, we're, I think bo between the both of us, we're terrible with track names. But yeah, it's always you know, numbers. I know the last one and I can just tell you whatever number. But yeah, that name is tough. 
Exactly. So again, in, in diving into the archives here, I pulled out From Honor to Ashes, The Fiction We Live. You want to talk about your, your From Honor to Ashes album? Yeah, so uh, Autumn to Ashes came out during that Long Island boom where you were just getting every screamo, emo, maybe post-hardcore band. I mean, because they had, they had um, Bayside, they had From Autumn to Ashes. Uh, oh, man, there's so many. I, I don't even want to go through the list because I'm afraid I'm going to mix up ones that weren't actually from there. But Long but Island had a huge, because they had Looney Tunes and they had that record store Looney Tunes where all the underground music could be purchased and everything. And I just thought, you know, I fell in love with that scene pretty early on as well. So for them, but and I love the album that you said, also the other ones that they've done, but I picked their fourth album, which isn't okay. normal to you know skip ahead that much. But sure. um, Holding the Wolf by the Ears is such a fucking heavy album with such great melody for the way the singer is screaming. And this is when they had transitioned to where the drummer was no longer the clean vocalist. And That's right. the main singer did both. So he did that kind of Silverstein-esque, um, you know, kind of screaming, say, Alisana-esque, whatever you want to call it, where you can go back and forth between the clean and unclean. And I saw them live recently, within the year. Uh, they came back after being apart for a really long time, and they just did not miss a beat. They were sure. awesome. I don't know how his voice was able to do that after so long, because I don't even <laughs> think he was doing any real side projects back then. Uh, but man, he can belt it out. And for me, I put down my favorite as uh, Pioneers, which is the last track on the album. Okay. But there are so many. Uh, Sensory Deprivation Adventure is really amazing. Death Cult Social Club, all that kind of stuff. Just even the beginning of the album just grabs you right away. And that was what I was just going to say. I, I remember Death Cult Social, Social Club being that track that really just pulls you right into the album because it's such a heavy one of those songs like you said it just really grabs you and pulls you into that album yeah and they're a little they're a little faster than i normally go with uh but i don't know there was something that grabbed me about this a real long time ago and yeah i was just i i love their tempo changes i love that they could switch from the screaming to the clean whether it was the drummer doing it or the front man and it just always worked for me yeah yeah, they're, I mean, definitely a great band. And always great live, too. That's another thing. I mean, they even released a live record where they played at Looney Tunes. And I thought yeah. the I thought the work there was like listening to the album. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really telling when you have a band that can really, I mean, that's one thing to be able to do it in the studio and be able to record separate tracks and use, you know, you know, you're just standing, it's just you in a room with either your voice or you're screaming or you're playing the guitar. But to be able to put it all together live and sound as good as you do on an album is really telling about how good a band is. Very true. And that's what gets me too, that it's very rare that if I go see a band and I don't connect with them live, that I am good with their albums either. I, I have to have both. I have to have that they're good at live music, good at like connecting with the audience, and then also that their albums are good as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you want to go to another one on your album since we both had those? Yeah, so let's go to another one. Let's switch it up here. So, you know, not quite metalcore genre, but still I think a great album um, and, and a band that, you know, I really like here. And I'm going to talk about it Four Years Strong for a little bit Okay. here. Um, you know, really talking about people that are breaking down the barriers between genres, right? Very much in the way a day to remember 
you know, do do the same thing. And I, I don't want to lump the, the two of them together because they're very different um, as as far as musical styles. But, you know, the album that I have on uh, my list is Rise or Die Trying. I, I just think, you know, from front to back, just a really, really catchy album. And what Four Year Strong does, again, really well, and, and, and very much like A Day to Remember, is they bridge that gap between really heavy and the pop punk side. Absolutely. And again, I, I think the same thing with this album. What really grabs me about this album is just that mix of heaviness. They bring in the keyboards and do a little electronic stuff. The the drums are just really driving, really heavy double bass throughout a lot of their stuff. They don't mind throwing in a breakdown every now and then, um, but just really catchy lyrics, catchy melodies that they just managed to do the the, the whole time. So it's it's really incredible. Yeah. I think if you're going to go listen to Rise or Die Trying, I would check out um, the tracks here is Get, Rem- Get Remembered, uh, Legends Never Die, and Beat Down in the Key of Happy are the two songs that I would definitely check out off of that one. But again, if you listen to that whole album, cover to cover, excellent album. Yeah, because I put I put uh, Catastrophe and Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Hell. I, I put those <laughs> on because I, I like this out. This would be the album of choice for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great. This is a great album. And again, not not traditionally what you know we talk about on here in the screamo metalcore post hardcore. A little bit different, but I I think it fits really well with all those other bands. Yeah, and I mean, I know I heard a lot about them because they're also from Mass. They are from Massachusetts. I know, yeah. and it, you know, from what I understand, every time they play up here, it's really hard to get tickets because they just have this huge hometown following that it's just nearly impossible to yeah. uh, to really. Uh, go and see them yeah they have a great great live show i have seen them a couple times that's awesome yeah so this this album actually came out in 2007 it looks like um but so so not quite as old as some of the other stuff we're we're talking about here but still a fantastic album oh true uh, worth checking out i mean i would say it's i think it's rare for an album nowadays maybe because we can listen to so much over a span of you know all of our devices whatever you want to say for an album for me to go this is a masterpiece. Like this is an album I'm going to be listening to forever. But if you give something a few years and you're still listening to it over and over and it's always on your on your track list, then yeah, I, I think that deserves to be there. Exactly. I, I absolutely agree. Very nice. All right. Should we uh, go back to me for a second then? Yeah, let's kick it back to you. All right. I am trying to think. Okay. So I'll go with a weird one. Um, that I don't even know if you've heard before. Have you ever heard of I Set to Kill? I have heard you of have. I Set okay. to Kill. You have? Okay, all right. Yeah. So they, even though they are a lot different than they used to be, they had about three albums that I would consider the melodic hardcore. But what I liked about them was it was a girl-fronted or woman-fronted band. Yeah, I so absolutely. I knew you were going there. Yeah. But it was it was one of those ones where... For me, anyways, and maybe that's just with the scene that we that we grew up with. When you think girl fronted or woman fronted band, you think Paramore. Like everyone's trying to sound like Paramore. But this that's, was a band I thought. True. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 The the other thing I think I was gonna say is I, I mean I think that these genres and maybe it's just you know the impression that I get from music in general, but it, it seems to be very male dominated. Um, right. And I don't know if that's just my perception or if that is actually reality. It's it's really hard to say. So it's it's really exciting to see a band with you know several female vocalists, um, 
who, who really, or, or several female musicians, excuse me, not just vocalists, uh, but musicians that can really go out there and, you know, just sound incredible. I mean, we talked about Conquer Divide. Yeah, right, right. I, I, I think, I mean, you, you had me listen to them and they are fantastic. I think um, give give Conquer Divide another couple years, and I think that album that they put out, their self titled, their first yeah. one, I think that'll be on on my list soon enough. Yeah, it's a really good album. So it's it's really exciting to me, you know, again to see in, in what I perceive to be a very male dominated field to see bands like that, like I said to kill. Yeah, and now like I, oh, Conquer Divide. I didn't, I didn't mean to digress. Oh no, no, that was good. That was good. So no, I, your, your discussion there. No, no, absolutely no. That's that's the way it's supposed to go. No, I just uh. I think I think the women fronted or the bands with women, especially in our scene, a long time ago, you didn't see as many. Now you're seeing a whole lot more, and I think I said to kill had a big deal, like had a um a big influence on people too, because they are one of those bands where you've got it's actually sisters. I think the sister, one of the sister plays the drum or the bass, and then the other sister is the is the front woman. She sings okay. and does everything, but they had male screamers with them so she would sing the melodic uh write all the lyrics sing the melodic part and then she'd have a male screamer with her and i thought that that conjunction like bringing all those parts together really really worked for them and it works for other bands too but there aren't as many that did it the way they did and that's what i really loved yeah, yeah. It's again, like I said, it's it's just really exciting when you know you go and and listen to a band who does it really well like that, and even more exciting when they they have you know female musicians as part of the band. Yeah, and I didn't even I just started talking about the band. So the album that I'm talking about is called Reach, and if you want at least uh, now that's once again front to back for me. But if you want a a song to go right to, there's a song called Darling, and they just hit it out of the park with this with this song. They start really heavy with the male screamer, and she comes in. She just belts out this tune, and it it got me. And I wish there were one band I've seen them once in a small church. Actually, there used to be oh, a, really? yeah, there used to be a church in like Alston Brighton area that would play all these metalcore screamo bands. It made no sense to me. It wasn't like they were only playing ones with Christian ties or anything. They were just playing all these bands. And you paid like five ten bucks to get in. And you got to see them. And the acoustics weren't great, but you're seeing all these bands that you knew were going to get big right away. And that was one of them. And I've never got to see them since. And I know they've changed their sound now. Now they're more of like alt-rock kind of-ish. But okay. but for three albums, they were heavy. They weren't really breakdowns. Good solo bass, guitar music, and they just it worked. So um, I would love to see them go back to that. But, you know, all the power to them with how great this album was for whatever they want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely correct. It's been a while since I've listened to them, and maybe it's worth, you know, checking them out again. But, you know, every time, because I said it's been a while as well, I just want to go into the song. I just want to say, anytime we should just be like, it's been a while, and that'll be our transition. Because I think I did that on my other podcast, too. (laughs) little stained for you yeah and i was actually you know they almost made my list because stained it. yeah because i used to follow them around and hang out with them like the amount oh, really? of the amount of times i've seen stain live is ridiculous so <laughs> yeah i almost did but i really don't listen to them anymore so i can't put i can't put that stuff on my list sure all right you want to what's your next one 
so my next one again. So so we've been doing some older stuff. Let's let's go back to a newer one. Uh, one of the albums that came out in uh, 2014, uh, it looks like, uh, that really grabbed me was Capsizes, uh, the angst in what was it? Hang angst on, let in me my veins. Just, the angst in my veins. Is that what it is? Yep. I just wanted to make make sure I got it right. It should be. Um, yeah, whatever I wrote is right. The angst in my veins. Yeah. So so this album again, we were talking about the Chariot and just how raw they are, and I think this is another band that. Uh, not the same genre, not the same style of music at all compared to The Chariot. These, This is a band where I would consider them the more traditional hardcore, um, punk hardcore for the most part, but they throw in a lot of melodic parts, a lot of these like gritty guitar parts, but not quite really distorted, um, clean, what I, for, for our kind of music, almost clean parts sure. yeah, yeah. over top of the music. Not really a lot of singing you're going to get on this. It's pretty much going to be straight screaming the whole time. But, uh, you know, the lyrics are definitely very raw, you know, talking about these really emotional things. Uh, again, this is coming from somebody who doesn't typically listen to the lyrics. But, <laughs> you know, again, just this really out there, powerful album uh, that really, again, cover to cover is just a great album, really great melodic hardcore album, really awesome and worthwhile to listen to. Um, if I had to pick a track off of there to listen to, uh, Pale is a great track, uh, as is Tension. Okay. Uh, the, the two of them, if you were going to narrow down into kind of any tracks to listen to, those would be the two. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. I can't say enough about this band. They put out a couple songs since uh, their 2014 release, a couple music videos, just singles that have come up. But, uh, you know, hopefully they're they're going to put out something new they're going to be working on some new music a new album and and they'll be coming out with something soon i'm gonna have to check that out because i know i haven't given this band that much time so i'm yeah. gonna have to but i know they might be more more of the screaming than i normally gravitate to uh, you know in, in in knowing what you like they're definitely going to be more screaming like i said i i don't think they sing at all at all okay <laughs> yeah just just to preface it so you know anybody out there who's listening if if you like a little bit where they're like like Ian does, where it's the back and forth, where you're gonna get the screaming and the singing, you're gonna get a combination. They're gonna go into some softer stuff. This is not that album. This album is really aggressive, really in your face, really just takes that emotion, and you can you can feel it. You can feel it when you listen to this album. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out too. So now I have another one to look for, forward to. Yeah, there you go. So I know I've heard some of it, but it just isn't ringing a bell. Sure, sure. All right. Yeah, kick back over the fence here. Now, here's a, so this is going in a completely different direction uh, from, <laughs> from what you were just talking about. So my next band I chose was Enter Shikari, the band from the UK, and they are strange. I guess that's probably the way, the best way to put it. And this that's genre, correct. yeah, this genre is like electronic core, metal core, kind of. Like whatever yeah. you want to, yeah. They they're they're combining a lot of different genres into their music, and it's not unheard of to have a breakdown with the time step, you know, the dubstep with a techno beat behind it. Like they are they are all for that. That's that's not an issue for them. Yeah, yeah. But, these, yeah. This was one of that those bands, uh, and it might be the the song that you have listed as the must hear track. Yeah, but. This is one of the bands I remember listening to, and they were the first ones I remember vividly combining 
the electronic synthesizer and that kind of like dance breakdown yeah, with yeah. the really heavy stuff. This was like before I see stars and before issues and oh, before sure. attack attack, like way before these guys, uh, you know, Ender Shikari was doing it and they, they were really kind of on the forefront of that in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's probably about right. I mean, I don't want to take credit away from any other bands that we're not thinking of, but exactly this, the album I'm talking about is take to the skies. Uh, it was, it came out in 2007, so they were doing this even before then. So imagine them doing it probably 2004 or somewhere around there, getting their sound and then coming out with this album. And they're from the UK too, so you didn't get to hear as much from them until they got their releases down. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely recommend that that track. Okay, time for Plan B because that is one of the weirdest transitions. From a breakdown to a single part back to a breakdown that I've heard in a long time. And there's only one unfortunate thing about this album. is So I've seen Enter Shikari pretty much every time they've come to the States. And I think it's been four or five times, somewhere around there. And they played, I've seen them play in little venues. I've seen them play in larger venues. It seems now, though, that with their new, more politically driven albums that they've done, they don't really like this album and okay. it's one of those things where i i believe and i don't want to put words in his mouth but i believe like the last time that i saw them i saw them actually at the paradise they were headlining and they the singer was so disdainful to this uh, this album that when people were shouting for like some of the songs he was like oh i forgot we definitely have to play this but i really don't want to and i think he played two songs from this album and the rest were all the new stuff, and I was like, Interesting. Uh, and that's a shame yeah. when a band kind of forgets where they where they came from, and and you know they're not willing to to almost honor those fans who have been with them since the beginning by you know playing some stuff from their older older albums, some stuff that the people really like. Yeah, you might have played it a thousand times, but people came to see those songs. Yeah, and I think and that's a shame. It'll always I always love the album, but it does take a little bit like I I can't go see them live anymore because even though I do like a few of their other stuff that they've done, this was the one that really hit me and to not enjoy doing this anymore it, it kind of throws me off, you know what I mean? And they yeah. put on so many great live shows. Like They were the ones where I've actually seen the guys climb. There's a small venue uh, called Bright Music Hall in Boston. They climbed on the bar and then hung their legs over the pipes that are on the top and played their okay. guitars from upside there, down. upside down. Uh, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's random weird shit like that. And then they were the first ones to ever do the pyramid of death at least that i had ever seen where the pyramid of death is let's make a human pyramid in the middle of the mosh pit and then split the entire crowd to go to the left and the right and then have them when the breakdown when the song comes back in and the breakdown hits everyone runs and knocks over the human pyramid like that's the wall of death taken to the next level. Yeah, that's that's what this band used to be. Now they're singing about politics, and you know all the power to them. Let them, you know, that's where their music has taken them. But back in the day, that's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you have a chance, okay, time for Plan B. Uh, they're great, great tracks on that album. But just know it is a little bit different. It's that mix for sure of electronic core, absolutely. That's right. That's right. But yeah, if you want some good old school electronic mixed with hardcore, like Ian saying, before it was cool to do it, 
Now we sound Solis like and Enter Shikari. We're like scene hipsters now. We are scene hipsters. Oh, yeah. Nail it's so cool, it's not even cool anymore. I'm gonna put that in the uh search terms for iTunes. For oh per- scene hipsters. Scene, scene hipsters. Oh, awesome. No. Oh, that's terrible. All right. Get <laughs> get this get this bad taste out of our mouth and go on to the next sure. one. Sure. <laughs> sure. So uh, the next band I want to talk about and this album came out, you know, a couple years back um let me double check and see but i want to talk about let live oh uh, sure yeah so this is their 2010 release fake history uh that came out so i don't know when i discovered let live it wasn't in 2010 it was probably a couple years after this came out but what really struck me about this album was one we're, we're talking about again masterpiece albums and you know, the way I'm viewing that is one, albums that I love, first of all, but two, albums that are kind of pieces of artwork, right, from, from front to beginning, and albums that push the boundaries of what you can do with a genre or a certain style of music. Sure. And what you really see in, in Let Live is in exactly that. They continue to do it even today. I, I've kind of fallen off with them, and I need to go back and listen to some of their newer works, like The Black is Beautiful. Um, which I think came out in 2013, and then they're working on a new album right. uh, to be released this year. So I really need to go back and, and dig into at least The Black is Beautiful because I haven't given that enough of a shot. But Fake History, what really grabbed me about that album is just how well equalized it is and, and what I mean by – and mixed. Maybe mixed is the better word that I'm going for here because I have never heard drums that sound – so heavy and so crisp and just guitar work and songwriting that is just so unique. I, I, I mean, just truly like pushing the boundaries and, and, you know, really going out there and, you know, some of the thing that might, you know, maybe you want to talk a little bit about this, but let live does have a little bit of a political message that they, they kind of come through with a little, you know, sometimes or a lot of the time, actually they do. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think, the the band that really like really turned me off to any of that was like look I love listening to Rage Against the Machine like and their their message sure. is all political uh but I the, mean it's in yeah. the name right yeah <laughs> exactly the the band though that turned me off was Rise Against uh, I, yeah yeah that was that was one of those ones so Let Live I don't know like let I've seen Let Live multiple times in concert because they have always been an opening band for other bands that I'm there to see. So I've sure. always thought they've done a very good job live, but I've never connected with it enough to realize what. So I'm not sure what their political message is, and it's fine to have a political message. I'm just, I know for for a band like Rise Against, they really turned me off that kind of stuff. So when someone becomes way too preachy, they they lose me. Sure, sure, and I think a lot of Let Live's political message is you know centered around, or some of it's centered around race. I mean, look at it in. in I believe that's you know. Jason Butler, who's who's the vocalist, talked about some of this stuff on uh, lead singer syndrome. If you listen to that, right, and it, it's basically about you know race relations. Some you know, there's definitely songs that are about that. You can hear that in the vocals. Um, well, hey, uh, as, and the lyrics. As long as we're not talking about Macklemore, then I think yeah. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so basically, like you know, they're they're just pushing the boundaries, and I I think they're just trying to get uh, you know a message out there about tolerance and and you know pushing those boundaries away and being more tolerant of one another. And I think it's that kind of political message. Yeah. And and that one, you know, I 
no issue with that whatsoever. Sure. Like, it, you know, at least from what I understood from the vocalist, you know, this is what I grew up with. This is where I went to school. And this is what I dealt with growing up. And, oh, sure. and you know, I'm, that's, this is what's coming out my music. But like I said, they do it in just this such, you know, a, a really different way. It's a fake history is a great album worth listening to cover to cover. Great album. If I had to pick a couple songs off there, uh, to listen to, or at least one song, I would say Mother. Um, I really, really like that song. He sings a little bit, but he like kind of transitions. He he does these weird things where he transitions from singing into like this higher screech, yeah, almost, and it's kind of strange. Oh, so for sure. it, like like strange in a good way, right? Like you've ne- I've never heard anybody that does it, it quite that way. Is it not similar to like a glass jaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little so, bit, so, but no one does yeah. it as well as no one does it as well as he does. But sure, I mean. sure. But yeah, you're you're right. It could kind of fall into into that category. Well, I can tell. So. See, my since like I said, I've got to listen to more of the actual albums. But I can tell you for sure, if you're looking for a fun band to go see, that guy's crazy. Like That's, he, yeah, yeah, he puts a lot of passion into their set. And everything. So, if you're looking for someone doing something different who's not sitting back on stage, this is a good band to check out. That's for sure. Sure, sure. So, all right, I'll kick it back over to you. Okay. So, I'm gonna go a little out of order since none of this is ranked, anyways. Um, I'm gonna talk about the band I Am Ghost, and the album is Lovers Requiem. Now, this is a band. Once again, like I have kind of switched genres with a lot of these, uh, with a lot of these, and. I Am Ghost is the metalcore, post-hardcore, but they also did that whole vampire look. That was kind oh. of their, yeah, that was kind of their thing. And this was a little bit of a concept album where I think a, I know it's going to sound really ridiculous, but I think a vampire falls in love with an angel and they have to coexist, you know, fight their, whatever. But the album is so good. I don't care what anyone thinks. You can take it out. It's not like they're saying, I'm a vampire and you're an angel. Let's do this. Like, it's not, it's anything like, like, like that kind of thing. But what I did love was they had, it wasn't dual singing all the time, but there was a woman in the group and I think her husband was also in the group and they would do the orchestral sounds. Like she would have cello and violin and then she would also sing and that's what really I loved about this band was the mix of the post-hardcore metalcore with the choir and orchestra. Um, the violin sounds so great with this type of melodic hardcore music. And that's what really got me. And the unfortunate part, so this, this album, Love Re- uh, uh, sorry, Lover's Requiem, that was their first album. They had an EP before that, which is great too. But then their second album is very good, but... They had a falling out with the with the married couple in the band who was doing all the orchestral stuff because they were very the story on the story is that they were very Christian and did not like that he liked to swear in songs and everything. So that just drove a wedge and unfortunately they didn't come back for the second album. So this is like a caught in time moment that I love. And once again, front to back, this this album's awesome. And they tease me big time because he's in a band called Requiem as well, which is similar to this band. And he originally came out before 2015 ended and said, I Am Ghost is coming back. I've missed it. And I <laughs> thought they were going to do this. And I was getting so excited. 
And then he was in the middle of doing the new album for Requiem and just decided to quit music. He's oh, that's just, it. He's yeah, done. he's done. He's he's done. He did a he did an interview, and I wish I could I could um, plug him, but you can always look up I Am Ghost their Facebook page and 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 see all this. But he was just like he woke up and didn't have a passion for making music anymore. So Requiem has to now find a new singer and do their own thing. But now that also means no I Am Ghost anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. So now this I don't know if you've ever heard them besides if you've heard them on Pandora in my station. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. And so, I know you don't, don't like that here. <laughs> yeah, you don't I know you don't like um certain looks of bands if they're if they're doing certain It it seems a little gimmicky to me and I I think that's what turns me off about it. That's all. And I think and I got to be honest, I think these ones I think they're they're Vegas or Los Angeles. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say you thought you think they actually thought they were vampires. Oh, I mean that'd be awesome. I'd be totally <laughs> behind that if that Sorry, you're going in a totally different direction. No, no, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, I think they're from around that area. So, like we had talked about before with Escape the Fate, and there's some other bands that are there. That's kind of the style that was going at the time. Um, And when I saw them, they weren't California. California, yeah. When I when I saw them, they weren't like dressed up. They weren't doing the gimmick thing. But just so you know, so we can because this doesn't need to be talked about that much anymore. But the song I'd recommend is track 11, This Is Home. That's the one where it's dueling vocals and has a great like orchestra in it. And I just thought they really hit it out of the park with that one. So if there's anything for this legacy to be left behind, left behind this, is, this is it for me. Sure. All right, so what do you got for next one? Yeah, so since we're kind of, we're, we're coming up on an hour here, We've been talking about this a lot, and I want to make sure we get through our list. I'm going to kind of go through a couple well, remember, of these. We're not we're not in a conference room, so it's okay if we go over. That's true. So so there's really only two more that I kind of want to focus on. Uh, maybe I'll go through. You know, we we talked about Alexis on Fire before, right? So you know, I think go listen to Watch Out or Crisis. They definitely are great albums. Something I've been getting into a lot more recently. Sure. Definitely album masterpieces. Um, uh, the three, the next three, uh, definitely worth listening to. I think are really good albums. Uh, I just kind of want to highlight them here. But the Color Morale, uh, their two first albums that came out, we all have Demons and My Devil in Your Eyes. Definitely great albums. Uh, Garrett Rapp has an excellent singing voice, um, almost kind of in that Johnny Craig type style. Sure. Uh, he also does a lot of these cameos on on other people's um, albums the color morale if you don't know a lot of their their music is about believing in yourself and you know having the power to overcome whatever kind of addiction or uh you know uh, illness or you know it's also belief in something else though right uh i i so they don't come off as preachy to me oh okay I, I, i don't get that from the color morale uh they could be um I never get that. You, usually, I, I what I take away from it is just like you know, you have the power and you should have the courage to you know overcome whatever you're facing type type deal. Which is uh, a good so, way to put it. Exactly, a really positive message from them. Attack, attack! Their self-titled album, I think, is fantastic. See, this is this is where, out of all the things I think we've chosen, like how I chose my chemical romance, this is where you would get the most shit. Because really, yeah, well, because everyone hates attack, attack. That's fine. Like literally uh, every person. That yeah, you know what? 
I challenge me. You know what? Let, let, what does what does Shane say? Fire up the hate line. Yeah, was, send, I wish we did have a hate line. You know, send send your your comments if you really hate attack attack. You know, comment on it. Comment on it if you if you are like me and you like attack attack <laughs> specifically. The Attack Attack self-titled album, and if you like the song Smokahannis and Sexual Manchot, <laughs> if you like those two songs, please comment because well, I think those are fantastic songs. Before you say please comment, uh, you should set an age range of who should be commenting on this. 18 should... and over, please. 18 oh, over. God. So now you're not going to get any comments. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. All the tweens that listen to Attack Attack. Well, and and I, then, it was, it was different for the age, too. But they are—they yeah. literally are. If you made that internet list of most hated bands, they are on that list. That's crazy to me because I, honestly, I think that album is really heavy and and actually, I, I mean, compared to the album that came out before that with Stick Stickly on it. Oh sure. Right, like it's definitely a step up from that. Well, a huge step up. Well, you're talking, but the album you have listed is that album, isn't it? No. Oh, you're you're doing the second album. I'm right? doing the second, doing the second album. Say I got first I got confused there too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that album was Someday Came Suddenly. Yes, that's right. Okay. That's, that's the, the one, one. with yeah. basically. And that yeah. is not no 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 no. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Now we're I, I agree yeah. that they, everyone hated Attack Attack then and then I feel like they reinvented themselves in some ways. In some ways, yeah, with Caleb when Caleb came in. Exactly. Yeah, and that's for this sure. album. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. If you still hate this album, I I mean, like we we went over before their third album too, the album that came out after this one, it yeah. just it just sounds like Beartooth. That's, it does. I mean, yeah, like, because it was it all Caleb, sound. so why would it not be? Yeah, exactly. and that's a good album. I like that. I like that one. Yeah, and I agree. I think it sounds like Beartooth. So the last kind of honorable mention here is Sleeping with Sirens. But before I catch more shit from this. <laughs> I, I want to start off with this is Sleeping with Sirens, the first album I guess that came out with ears to see and eyes to hear. That's the one, um, Audrey Hepburn, whatever, whatever that long ass title is, something yeah, about yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, if you're Audrey Hepburn, I'll be whatever. I don't, I forget. Yeah, something like that. Y- yeah, yeah, and Captain Tie and Knots versus Mr. Walkway. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yep. If you're a fan of uh, drinking out of cups, oh, you will get the <laughs> get the reference. There. Yes, absolutely. So uh, this album has, you know, the bomb.com version two. <laughs> that album, that from from the very get-go in that song, you know, again, this is when Sleeping With Sirens was a little bit more of that post-hardcore and less kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of going in this this poppier direction. Yeah, and all uh, their music now is about how great they are and how anyone wants to challenge them, come at them. Like, it's, it's very strange. <laughs> it is it is kind of strange, and I've kind of fallen off with them. But I I think with ears to see is is a good album and worth listening to. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean so, that's one of those ones where you listen to the band in the background, and someone will come up to you, and go like, "Who's that? Who's that chick singer? Like, she's really good." And you have to go slow down. That is a gentleman. Exactly. And you shouldn't and, talk you know, about women like that either. <laughs> that's right. So so right. Like we were we were just talking about vocalists with really high voices and. I mean, you know how I feel about Alisana, and Pierce the Veil is very hard for me to listen to as well. And they're but, like the same. Sleeping with Sirens and Pierce the Veil are like the same. I know. The register is the same. So what I guess what I have to say is there is something underlying that I can't quite put my finger on that has to be 
the difference between the two of them, and I don't know what it is. And I it's understand. not that I don't like Pierce the Veil. Oh, no. It's no. just, it's it's much harder for me to listen to than Sleeping with Sirens. And maybe it's just the general heaviness of the music that really balances his vocals. That's a possibility. It, especially in with, you know, Ears to See. Whereas Pierce the Veil, I think that their music tends to be much higher, much more melody driven. Right. Um, right. And, and it's not quite as heavy. And it's probably the same thing with Alisana, too. That's a possibility. That's not bad. So, so those are kind of my honorable mentions here. Um, I'll, I'll finish up my list if you don't mind, and then we can kick it back to you and you can kind of go through the rest of yours. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two other ones here that we, we could talk a little bit longer about, although those other honorable mentions took a little bit longer. <laughs> right, it's catching some shit from me. And, uh, yeah, well, no, it's fun. It's a, because no, it's if people good. are listening, you should get some shit on Twitter for sure because I might get it too. I mean, it's just, I, you know, people might not might be like, oh, you like – goth rock vampire shit with with uh i am ghost but it's all about what we, who cares what other people think that's why we I have twitter and shit if nobody out there gives you shit i will certainly give you shit for it i like can we just tweet back and forth on our own twitter <laughs> against we, each yeah, other just tweet a start a twitter war there we exactly go. um so the next band i want to talk about here and again kind of came up in in my my digging through my my library here was misery signals Oh. Now, I don't know how much you've listened to Mystery Signals, but I remember you haven't listened to them a whole lot. It's not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah so again, a, you know, a, a real lot of of screaming and, and probably not so much singing. Some in, in some of their newer albums, but in in the one that I have here, which is of Malice and the Magnum Heart, which was their first release, I believe. It's, you know, just a great album and really heavy. They're another one who kind of took this genre and, and pushed the boundaries a little bit. They did, you know, they do these really odd time signatures, these really fast beats, these really complex riffs on top of their stuff, but they can slow it down. They can do this really melodic stuff as yeah, well. That's what I like. Um, yeah. they, they do a little bit of everything and they do it all really well. If you're going to go listen to any tracks, uh, the year summer ended in June and five years are definitely worthwhile listening to the one is actually about a band member who was in the band who was killed when they were on tour uh, i think their van was hit by a drunk driver and oh, he, he he died Damn. um which is a, you know it's a horrible horrible story i think he was one of the guitarists the original guitarists in the band so they, they wrote that song about him i see um, but yeah, definitely a great band to go listen to they've actually put out an album recently absent light which I haven't listened to at any length. Um, I, I think I've listened to it like once or twice. And then I think they've hinted at maybe coming back and doing some more stuff, but it's unclear whether they're actually going to come back and, oh, and, and do any more recording. Right, right. Um, and then the last band I have here is Stick to Your Guns. Now, I don't know how people feel about Stick to Your Guns. Um, you, I don't know if you have an opinion or not. Well, I, I, I did not like them originally. And then I started listening to them again, and I like okay. them a lot more. So yeah. it might have hit me earlier at the wrong time, and sure. then now I'm getting more into it. Sure. So I think if you listen to the album Comes From The Heart, that is really, I think, for me, they took this like hardcore, hardcore punk type music, and they made it catchy. Sure. In a way that I, I can't even describe, but they made the music really catchy. And if you listen to that album cover to cover, it's just every song is catchy. Enough is Enough is a great song. Accessory Children on there, also a great song. But just cover to cover, it's kind of like the four years strong where it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be this, 
every song you're going to want to listen to over and over again. And they have these, you know, catchy riffs, heavy breakdowns, heavy, heavy yes. breakdowns. Yes. Um, and, and just a fantastic band and kind of redefined that, that punk hardcore genre there. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I have been trying to listen to them more, so I'm just going to continue doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that kind of sums up my list here. Okay. Uh, maybe we can kind of copy this list and throw it up on our website. Um, if it's possible, I kind will, of, I will I try and Spotify. do that. Yeah. I might not be able to do it tonight when I get the sure. actual thing up, but I might be able to just update the description later on with everything. Yes. So that way, if, you know, if people want to go back and, and actually see the list rather than going into our Spotify, just on the web, you know, they'll be able to see here, here's the, you know, the bands that Craig talked about and the bands that Ian talked about. And, you know, these are the ones, you know, we should go look up if we're interested. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. that'll work fine. Yeah, absolutely. So let's throw it back to you to kind of finish up your last couple here. Yeah. All right. So the next one I've got is Finch with uh, What It Is to Burn. And this is just a band that came out of nowhere. Uh, they mix so many different genres from emo, hardcore, punk, pop punk, post hardcore. And I will never, ever turn off the song What It Is to Burn. Ever. Like that is, I wish they played it multiple times when I see them live. It, it, He's got a very distinctive oh. scream too. Yeah, Nate. Nate is so good at screaming, and his voice is so powerful. And I still don't know how he does it. I, I yeah. just, I, I don't know where it comes from because he is a little guy too. Like he is very. He's like th- th- so thin and small, <laughs> and he just destroys when you see them live. Like Finch is one of those bands. If you have the ability to see them live, you definitely should. I recently saw they did this album front to back, plus uh, some from Say Hello to Sunshine, which was their uh, second album. And then they just recently came out with another one. I think it's Back to Oblivion. And I like it. I just haven't connected to it. Sure. But this album, every single song is amazing. Um, every single song takes me back to some other thing, but when you get to what it is, when you get to the title track, what is the burn? And he just, you get that intro and then he just yells, she burns at the top of his lungs and it just kicks in. Fuck. It's so good. It's it's a great song. It's a great song. If you haven't ever listened to Finch, definitely go back to what it is to burn. Yeah. I mean, it's their most, it'll always be their most popular. They'll never, you know, and that's not a bad thing. It's just sure. they hit they hit gold here that just can't be changed. So if you get a chance, yeah, yeah and if you get a chance to see them live, they're also amazing live. Uh, take sure. your take your chance to see that for sure. And I think what's crazy here for at least for me, you'll probably think this is crazy, is when I listened to Finch, what it is to burn for the first time, I didn't like it. Really, really, <laughs> that so is surprising. Li- that is surprising actually. So I listened to it the first time, I didn't like it. I went away from it for a few years. I came back to it. I listened to it again. I liked it okay. Right. Walked away from it. Came back to it now. And I will tell you, I was wrong. I was <laughs> wrong back then. It is a great album. I, you know, it took me a while to warm up to it. Gotcha. And I don't know why, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's a really good, maybe I was just in that where I was kind of so focused in on just a certain specific genre, a certain style. Right. I wasn't really open to these other things, but no, it was, it was good. Yeah. No, I'm glad because yeah, that album is so damn good. Like there's nothing yeah. else you can say about it. Just if you have not listened to Finch, go get this album. And if you have, go listen to it again because it doesn't lose any of its luster from front to back again. We say that a lot, but 
you can just listen to this all the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, so we'll finish this off uh, pretty apropos here with uh, from first to last. Yep. It had it it had to have been done. Uh, so <laughs> I chose I chose Dear Diary. My teen angst has a body count, and I fell in love with them from the beginning because that is a line from the movie Heather's, and Heather's is one of my favorite all time movies. So to have that line and then to hear Sonny Moore and Matt Good do their thing, it's just. Um, Ride the Wings of Pestilence. That song, and everyone, if people hear the song, they don't understand what's going on, and then they hear the chorus where it's, um, I'll... I'll hide inside your walls. Yeah, I'll hide you, yeah, I'll skin you and hide you in the walls. But then, what I love about it is, it's such a, an amazing slam that I would have never thought, but they go, they'll skin you, hide you in the walls, and they'll wear your skin out and your friends will like you more than they used to. Basically saying you're a piece of shit person and I could pretend to be you and they'd like me better. Like that yep. kind of thing. And it is, you know, it's all sarcastic. Every song is sarcasm, um, just dripping with it. And they just take you to a completely different world where this stuff would never occur. But it's done so well. And Sonny's voice is awesome. I love Matt, uh, Matt Good's guitar. And it just works. And Sonny Moore, I'd say his name because he's very famous now. He is Skrillex. He is Skrillex. Yeah, so he used to do the crazy, crazy screams. And then now he does the weird DJ thing, I guess. Yeah, it's like electronic music. It's much more pop music now. But I think think you're absolutely right. Dear Diary My Teen X Has a Body Count by From First to Last is the – is a – quintessential screamo album from the early 2000s defined a genre oh yes yes they did (laughs) and yeah i i I mean i don't want to say the quintessential because i don't want to give it you know too much i i you know i don't think it's very close though it's got it's got to be up there yeah Yeah, it's got it's got to be up there with like you know so if you haven't listened to this i yeah i think it's worth going back and listening to that you know just even note to self right oh yeah Note to self, uh, secrets Just don't make classic. friends. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, secrets don't make friends. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's way too good to to pass up, and it's so different than what screamo is now, what post hardcore is now. This just def- defined this genre, and because it is, I had to take it off track for a second. Because this is our podcast, <laughs> I have to put this out. Fuck them as a band now, because they have screwed me and all and most of their Kickstarter people. Because they said they were coming back and doing a new album. They set up a Kickstarter to pay for the album. And then they took all of our money and signed with uh, signed with a major label and put everything out. And most people still have not received any of the things that they promised. And that's, this has been two years now, I think, somewhere around there. They won't answer any messages about it. And it's just a really, really shitty thing to do. Have people been commenting on their Kickstarter? And oh, stuff? yeah. You can look it up. Go, um, for anyone who has the time, Google Kickstarter from first to last and look at the comments and you'll see my name and you'll see a bunch of comments and they're all really nice. But I'm like, hey, guys, where's my, you know, has anyone else gotten their stuff? Like, basically, people pretty much only got their albums. And even then, I bought two things and I only got one album. And then they had this thing where your name could be in the booklet if you bought all these different things and I bought two things that were way more expensive and didn't get my name in the booklet. It's, it's ridiculous. 
That's crazy. Like, yeah. If they were just going to sign with a major label, then why didn't they just do that and not do the Kickstarter? You know? Yeah. Like, what's the point? So I had to put that out there, and I would love for people to hear this and actually like make waves with this. Like, I wish our podcast. I hope this continues to get bigger. Because this is my best way of getting them to give me the things that they owe me. Yeah. But sorry, that's a personal that's a personal <laughs> thing. Look, I always and that's the thing. That doesn't affect my love for this album or heroin, their other album or anything. But I you know, they have a couple other that I also enjoy. But fuck them now. That that's what sucks. So Yeah, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. So I think I think I deleted my other one. But just honorable mention, um, I'm going to give it to the band, because we're on the topic, the band Drugs, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. That was a super group. With super group, the, yeah. yeah. That was that was Matt Good from, from First to Last. It was yep. Craig Owens from Chiodos. And yep. there were a couple other people, and I, I'm, I'm blanking on the names right now, but we don't have to go into a major. They had one album. It was awesome. Uh, met the guys. Craig Owens was really, really nice. And... They just destroyed it live as well. So I wish that he hadn't gone back to Chiodos. I wish they had continued on with this. But, you know, to each their own. I like Chiodos a lot, but their new album wasn't as what I was looking for, I guess. Sure. Yeah. So other than that, just quick honorable mention, Bayside, they're self-titled and brand new, uh, which was, uh, was it Shower Scene or what was the name of that? Sorry, I have it on my list. Oh, I'm just hold yeah. on. Uh, it's down here. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, your favorite weapon and Deja Intendu. And I, I'm so terrible with name stuff. So yeah, something like their their first and second album. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, and Deja Intendu. I yeah, think I, that's that's how I say it. I have no idea, but that's a great album. I I love that album from yeah. cover to cover. Yeah, and that's a completely different. That's emo whatever experimental rock whatever you want to call it but yeah, yeah i mean the lyrics in that blow you away i mean when he yeah. say um if looks if looks could kill my profession would be staring yep great fucking line like i mean yeah brand new i think are just altogether great songwriters and you've seen that even in their newer albums i mean even look at you know uh daisy yeah yeah I mean, that album is just, you know, it's a great album, too. Even their newer stuff, they've continued to just put out great album after great album. They might only have one more coming up. That's that's the rumor, is that they might have one more album. And they're doing a and tour. Done. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But they're doing a tour. But unfortunately, they're going to Xfinity Center. Okay. And it's like on a Tuesday. And I do not want to go here like a whole, because you know how big that is, right? That's like where uh, they do the Ozfests and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's huge. So I don't want to hear all those people try and sing along with brand new songs. Like, that is not what I want. So I'm probably going to have to pass on that. <laughs> but I do love them. But sometimes you can't. I think they're and I think they're touring with Modest Mouse. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it just shows you how how big they are, right? Or oh, they're huge. How. Yeah. Absolutely. But they're one of yeah. those bands. It's like when I talked about Taking Back Sunday. If you go to see them, especially even if you go to see in a medium sized venue or even a small venue, if it's possible, everyone sings along so loud with every single word that you don't hear the band. So why are you even bothering to go? Sure. That's that's the tough part. So I think that closes out both of our lists, though. I think that's it. Yeah. That was pretty good. What a damn good part one and part two there. 
That's right. There's solid lists. Yeah, you should check out Spotify, listen to you know anything, Apple Music, whatever, whatever you have access yeah. to, Amazon Prime, Amazon Music, Google Play, whatever it is. You know, go look up these these bands and you know listen to the music, dive into that archive. Yeah, and the the big big in quotes possibly the big news today is if you have one of the Amazon um, Echoes, it now connects to your Spotify Premium if you have oh. it. So that's, that's a nice cool. little incentive if you didn't. And they do Pandora and all that kind of stuff too. So, all right, let's let's wrap this up with uh, what are your recommendations or what are you listening to right now? Sure. So I think you know you turned me on to Like Monroe. I was I was listening, dove into that album. Um, but the thing I, I you know I think we should talk about is the new Asking Alexandria song here. Yes, the Black. Absolutely. And I think we should recommend that people go look. You know, listen to that song look up the music video you know good really good music video yep um really really good song yeah uh, i was i was damn impressed like i am an asking alexandria fan but i didn't know what the transition would be like from their old singer to the new one because that's, that's all correct. they changed that's all they changed was was singers but it really seems like they have their shit together and like they're excited yeah yeah so they're they're definitely taking on this new this different style from so you know I'm an Asian Alexandria fan too. I think their last couple albums it had grown a little stale to me. It sounded like they were putting out the same thing over and over again. Okay. So uh, that was just again that's just kind of my opinion, the impression that I got. But I I think that this shows some real you know movement here into that different direction I'm, I'm excited for the release of their album in late march here yeah, late but march, right. just from that that opening riff is just fantastic and yeah so the it, drums i mean just everything it's a it's a good song anyone out there go ahead yeah it's called the black and look it up and i know they've got like over a million youtube hits now on just that That's song crazy. so yeah they're really excited and i know i'm seeing them i think in march uh, like either right before or right after the album comes out. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'll be able to see, because I've seen Asking Alexandria live, and allegedly the lead singer seemed a little inebriated. So we'll see if they can, <laughs> you know, we'll see how the new guy does with the old stuff plus playing the new ones. So, yeah. Yeah. So what about you? What are you listening to? So I same thing, the Asking Alexandria and then also, I was kind of going back through my old stuff, and I had mentioned earlier about how um, Famous Last Words signed with Revival, and I have been stuck nonstop on playing the same song over and over again. It's called Lust of the Lost, and it's from Two-Face Charade, and Craig, you need to listen to this song. It comes on every once in a while, like on Pandora, but okay. the drums are so good. Okay. And it's that double bass so fast and so crisp, and I was just so blown away by it. Because I already liked this band, but I kind of fell off, and then now I'm trying to get back. And that song, though, I can play over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than that, I think those are the big ones, because other than that, I have Pandora on. And there's really been no new music that's come out recently that I've been hooked on to. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit. You know, I kind of skimmed through the latest AP uh, when I just got it in the mail here, and I, I you know, I maybe it's the winter lull here. We're we're kind of in a lull before we get into you know the major releases of the summer and the spring, and when when kind of the tours really start. 
because, I mean, even the same thing, a lot of bands aren't touring now. And typically, right, they tour to promote a, a new album. So, you know, maybe it's just going to be slow for a couple months here until we get to, you know, March, April, May, and then be a yeah. lot of new stuff to talk about, yeah, I'm that, sure. That's the hope. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I think I think we're done. Do you want to split up? Do you want to split up the plugs here? Yeah, yeah. I'll do my I'll do my typical. So okay. you know, if you if you like the podcast, one go recommend it to your friends. Get everybody listening to it. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating, ideally a five star rating. If you really like us, leave comments. Especially if you disagree with me on Attack Attack. <laughs> you know, send me your love or your hate or uh, not even just me. But oh yeah, I'm sure people hate me plenty. I, yeah. Yeah. So go, you know, if you don't listen to it on iTunes, you can find us on Stitcher. Uh, we have all of our playlists up on Spotify. We've been hitting Twitter pretty hard. Ian hates podcasts on Twitter. Um, yeah, let's actually, can, while you're on that, while you're on that, yeah. and I don't know if you're, this is where you're going, but a lot of bands have been following us, like bands That's that right. might not be as well known. If anyone out there is actually listening who's in a band or something like that, let us know, and if you have music you want us to talk about or anything like that, like we. Or if be, you're interested on in being on the show, yeah. If you want to talk music, just come on. You know, plug your band. We'll do all that kind of stuff. Like that's what's interesting to us, and I think would be interesting to the audience too, as an extra facet of the show for sure. So we're completely open. Like we're not just hanging off of Bring Me the Horizon and everything. Like we're ready to get more music. Like that's that's one of my goals in this and I, i'm pretty sure for craig too is to learn about more bands that we can listen to like that's yeah, what we i love want. constantly discovering new stuff so yeah if you if you follow us on twitter or facebook or you know follow the podcast and let's do it routinely if you're in a band if you know people that are in a band that want to be involved let us know reach out to us send us a message yeah. and you know we'll, we'll try and set something up yeah absolutely so yeah so the the twitter is at ian hates podcast so just emphasize there's no s on the end I've been saying podcast. this, yeah. There's no S because I don't hate podcasts. It's it's Ian <laughs> hates music and movies, so it's just just in case. It's it's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. It's podcast singular. Yes, there you go. And then, like Craig said, if you have any hate mail or even any like mail, whatever you want to call it, you can uh, you can email us ianhates at gmail dot com. And then right. you can also go to the actual website, which we hope to be putting more blogs up and everything. Right now, it's mostly just podcasts, but you can also submit feedback feedback there, and it's ianhates.com. And then on top of that, I have Ian Hates Movies podcast. And last night, we just put up the episode for the movie Turbo Kid, which came out last year. Uh, and every week, there'll be a new movie review, just like every week there's a new music uh, podcast. So they're completely separate, but we share the same Twitter account and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. So go check out, you know, Ian's other podcasts. Listen to him talk about movies. If you love movies as much as you love music. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think we did a pretty good job on plugs there too. Yeah. That, I think that wraps it up. We've uh, sufficiently plugged ourselves. Yeah. Jeez. I think what we <laughs> might have to do, and I was thinking about this the other day, was maybe we just have to do a separate recording of that. And it'll be yeah. just something I edit at the beginning or end that it's just there all the time. And that way yeah. we don't have to do it. But I think we'll, it makes sense. We'll figure out something. We'll figure out yeah. something. Yeah. So, uh, Craig, anything else you'd like to say to the people? That's it for me. All right. Well, thank you, Craig. And thank you, everyone. Thank you. And I'll leave it the same way I always do with long days and pleasant nights. 